Hello and welcome to the Health by Matt podcast. I'm your host, Matt Wilkinson. I'll be giving you my insights into all things health and fitness and a few opinions on random news as well along the way. Let's get going. Hi guys, welcome. Episode three. Uh, I can't believe we're on episode three already. I feel like this has gone really quick and I feel like the episodes are getting more and more minimal every single week. This week we have one topic and we have one question. It's from Mike who um, was on the show last week. We're going to be delving into protein basically, um, mainly talking about the differences between vegetarian or veggie protein and meat protein. Is 10 grams of protein from a meat source the same as 10 grams of protein from a piece of bread, from peanut butter, from a, a veggie burger? And I'll have a guest to answer that question for us. He's a vegetarian and extremely clever, um, but we'll get into that a little bit later. I'll also be giving you my opinions and my experiences with um, eating more meat-based and eating more plant-based because I have tried them both for a decent amount of time. Um, at the moment, I'm just somewhere in the middle, which I do honestly believe is the answer. I believe that's the answer for a lot of things. I think the extremes usually don't work um, but people like the extremes because they're a bit more romantic they look cooler and you get a bit more street cred for going to the extremes obviously for, for obviously vegetarians and vegans it is a little bit different because it's not just about the actual food they eat there's the morals and the ethics and all that stuff but i'm not going to get into that that's not my topic um so we'll crack on buckle up because we do have the question um, from Mike to get through, get comfortable. It is quite long again. Obviously it is because it's coming from our good friend Mike. So let's hear what he's got to say. Hey Matt. Um, so big one for me, probably the primary one is um, I'm veggie. So protein is obviously an issue. I've got bags and bags of um, protein shakes but, you know, you don't want to kind of live on them as a source of protein. So there's been a whole load of stuff come out um, in the last, really, six, six 12 months uh, in terms of vegetarian and vegan protein supplements. And I think they're brilliant. High in protein. I think I got two burgers the other day, two plant-based burgers. And they were like, the two burgers were something like 58 grams of protein, which was fantastic. I was just wondering... What's the quality like? Are they, do you know if they're a good source of protein? What are the better sources of protein for vegans? Not that I'm really vegan. Uh, sort of proteins you really need to to be taking in. So just wonder on your thoughts. Cool, yeah. Um, so we are going to start with uh, everything that Liam's got to say. He outlines the um, fundamental knowledge that I feel like if everybody could learn and absorb this information from Liam, um, it's going to help them massively going forward, especially if you're vegetarian or vegan, or especially if you eat a lot of vegetarian or vegan meals um, and have some of those vegan options quite often. So um, try to pay attention Whoa, without sounding too much like a school teacher. Absorb this next six to seven minutes. Get your notepad out. Once you've learned this, this will help you massively um, potentially for the rest of your life because you might be doing some things a little bit wrong and um, so all yours Liam. Hi I'm Dr Liam Harper and I'm a senior lecturer in sport exercise and nutrition sciences at the University of Huddersfield where I'm also the course leader for the masters in sport and exercise nutrition. 
So Matt has kindly let me answer some great questions about protein, um, specifically from the perspective of someone who is vegetarian or vegan. So protein is a macronutrient, um, which along with carbohydrate and fat, uh, and is composed of amino acids. So we can consider protein as the house, uh, and the amino acids are then the bricks that make up that house. So there are 20 amino acids, nine of which are essential, which just means that we cannot make them in the body and so have to obtain them from our diet. So that's somewhat of a brief overview of protein, and I'm now going to move on to this idea of protein quality, which was brought up in the question, as well as what is a complete protein source. So a protein source that is complete would be one that has all of the essential amino acids within it. And so one of the issues that they have with vegetarian and vegan sources of protein is often that they do not contain all of these amino acids, whereas meat and dairy typically do. One source of vegan protein, however, that has all of the essential amino acids is soy. Uh, examples of foods containing soy are tofu, tempeh and edamame beans. So there's been some really excellent rigorous research that has shown that uh, soy-based protein is inferior to animal-derived protein products in stimulating muscle protein synthesis, if the amount of protein is kept equal. Therefore, to get the same muscle protein synthesis response, you would probably need to eat more soy protein than animal-based protein. So essentially what this means is that you might have to consume 25 grams of soy protein to get the same um, response as consuming 20 grams of whey protein. So uh, part of the question that was submitted mentioned some of the new products that are on the market, such as meat-free steaks, burgers and meatballs. For the most part, these are great sources of complete protein, as they are predominantly derived from soy. Some are also derived from wheat protein. Uh, for example, Linda McCartney sausages are a mix of soy and wheat protein. And whilst wheat is a good source of protein, it does have a lesser essential amino acid profile compared to other sources. Uh, a vegan protein source that has been around a long time now is corn. So corn is made from something called mycoprotein, uh, which is derived from a natural fungus. Uh, mycoprotein is not only high in protein uh, and essential amino acids, but it's also high in fibre, whilst being very low in fat and salt. Um, there's been some recent research conducted at the University of Exeter, which compares a microprotein drink uh, with milk for muscle protein synthesis, both at rest and then post-exercise in resistance-trained men. Uh, and the researchers found that microprotein was actually better than milk at stimulating muscle protein synthesis. So the variety of proteins that corn have an offer are perhaps worth trying. So another part of the question submitted asks whether cheese and milk are good sources of protein. Both have a complete protein profile, uh, but cheese is quite high in fat, uh, and so perhaps is not an optimal source of protein as it should be consumed in moderation. That said, milk is an excellent source of protein and generally is one of the best foodstuffs for a complete nutrient profile, so the amounts of carbohydrate, protein and fat that's within it. So one thing to note if consuming protein from non-dairy products, um, such as legumes, beans, chickpeas, rice, etc., then you may need large quantities to get the same response compared to a non-vegan source, and that beans, legumes, etc. don't always have a full amino acid profile. So the recommended intake of protein is around 0.8 grams per kilogram of body mass per day. But really it should be higher than that, particularly for active people as well as older people. Um, so I'd recommend at least 1.2 grams per kilogram of body mass per day. So that would equate to 84 grams of protein a day if you weigh 70 kilograms. So consumption of protein across the day is important. 
Um, indeed, if we use the example of someone who weighs 70 kilos, then it may be beneficial to have at least 20 grams of protein four times across the day. Protein is the most satiating of macronutrients compared to carbohydrates and fat. Essentially what that means is that if you're consuming something that has got lots of protein in it, then that will make you feel fuller for longer. So having eggs or oats with milk at breakfast will theoretically make you crave a mid-morning snack less. So another part of the question referred to uh, protein supplements, protein shakes, and whilst that will allow you to get all the amino acids you need, it really shouldn't be a meal substitute, as then you might miss out on some of the key micronutrients that are present in protein-containing foods, as well as the vegetables you would also consume alongside that food. If you're struggling to get the amount of protein you need throughout the day, uh, be it because of lack of time or the money to buy food high in protein, then there is no harm in taking a whey protein supplement once a day to get maybe one of those uh, four times 20 grams um, of protein. So I've tried to give somewhat of a, an overview there and hopefully I've answered the initial question that was submitted. Um, but protein and exercise is such a vast and interesting topic and really I've only just scratched the surface. Absolutely smashed that. Um, fantastic answer from Liam. I think he's hit all angles with that just to give a deeper insight um, in a very understandable way as to not all um, protein sources are built equally so just because your cereal or um, piece of bread has so many grams of protein in it doesn't mean you're actually getting that benefit from the protein as much as you think so i have tried being more plant-based and cutting back on meat previously um, this was probably a time before uh, a lot of you knew who I was um, and then I have had a period of time if you keep close tabs on my social media where I've been more meat based um, and I'm gonna try and give you just a bit of an overview of both and what just my uh, personal experience was to give another angle from Liam's scientific um, fundamentals I'm going to give you my angle from more of a field based more of a personal experience angle so being more plant-based for me um, I enjoyed the food um, there's so many good options for vegan and meat-free now it's you can literally get anything meat-free and vegan um, these days so the food was great the taste was great um, now the one thing I'll say on the negatives is whilst I could eat and feel full I didn't feel satiated so the difference between that is in my stomach I felt full because I'd eaten quite a large volume of food but there was still something missing and I don't know whether that was um, a placebo whether a mental thing um, but I just didn't feel properly full I didn't feel like it had ticked the box and the, the meal had completed me now granted going off what Liam said there was probably a few meals of my my plant-based um, trial run if we want to call it that where I didn't have complete proteins so that might have something to do with it um, definitely but I do know for a fact there were um, the majority of the meals where I did have complete protein sources eggs milk um, and I still didn't properly get that full feeling. Now my other issue was I had a slight drop off in strength 
I didn't really notice it when I was doing my more plant-based trial or eating more plant-based. Um, however, the flip side of it is when I went more meat-based or prioritized meat, should I say, as probably a better way of describing it, I noticed a massive spike in my strength, um, muscle size. I just felt fuller, stronger, and just all around more bulletproof and more robust. Now, there's a few reasons that could have caused this. Going more plant-based, at the end of the day, is restricting a food group. And if you restrict a food group, you're probably naturally, not necessarily, but probably naturally going to drop your calories a little bit because you've limited your options a little bit. If you're on uh, lower calories or a calorie deficit, your strength, uh, muscle size, etc., is going to drop off a little bit. Your performance is going to drop off a little bit. Um, that's that's just a fact um, so that's one possible explanation and the other one is creatine I feel like this should be called the creatine show <laughs> the way we've been going with this recently it just seems to be talking about creatine every week but um, so creatine is naturally found in meat um, so if you do eat a lot of meat you might not actually need to take a creatine supplement but um, just getting back to obviously the matter at hand we know that creatine will help us with explosive exercise restricting your meat if you're not taking a creatine supplement and then expecting to be at your best in explosive exercise just seems to be a little bit far-fetched so potentially the drop-off in natural creatine levels could also um, provide an explanation as to why my strength will have dropped off and also just feeling a little bit flatter in myself and like my muscles have shrunk a little bit and um, this could make sense because Higher creatine levels will pull more fluid into your muscles and that's why you do get that fuller feeling so that could be a very good explanation as to why but needless to say I can't help but come back to this the answer is in the middle moderation is key I say this all the time but it is so true I just feel like my personal best is um, right in the middle so for example just to give you a bit of a picture for this of my three meals a day and um, I don't have snacks because oh, that's another episode in itself um, but of my three meals a day I would say meal one is very usually vegetarian meal two is very usually vegetarian or pescatarian and then meal three is very likely meat-based um, and prioritizing meat in that last meal. Um, so I don't have a food label. I don't have a food diet label for myself. I can't join a cult, unfortunately, um, to troll people online, but this worked great for me. Um, I really enjoy what I eat, and I just feel in a really good groove personally that it's just reasonable. It's just a reasonable freaking diet. and. <laughs> People get away from just being normal. Um, yes, if you want to be vegan or vegetarian for moral um, and ethical purposes, that's fine. But people that are trying to preach uh, plant-based or keto or carnivore or low-carb or oh, I don't know, um, one of these magical diets saying that um, it's the best way to eat for your health 
it just isn't making sure you get um, the right amount of protein, the right amount of fat, and the right amount of total calories and carbs, and you hit all your macronutrient goals for the day, as well as your micronutrients, so your vitamins, your minerals, um, that's what's optimal, and that's what's best for your optimal health. Um, following a specific diet plan isn't. It is, if anything, restrictive, and it's going to actually make it harder for you to tick those boxes of getting enough carbs, fats, proteins, and getting enough vitamins and minerals. Um, just restricting your diet is it is simply just going to make that harder from a common sense perspective. And that brings me to the end of the episode. So there's a lot to think about. Um, we might come back to this as kind of a part two because there is... It's a very detailed, it's a very complex matter. Um, but just to recap, whatever diet cult you're part of, make sure you get some complete proteins throughout the day. So if it's not from meat, make sure it's dairy, eggs, um, corn, and you're not relying on the protein from a whole wheat peanut butter sandwich because that is not going to cut it as far as quality protein goes try and make sure you get your protein from meals but if you're struggling or you can't get a complete protein and you're very limited with the options that you have a supplement is perfectly fine and whether you like to eat meat plants carbs fats anything or nothing or something keep it to yourself what other people eat is none of your business. I've been as guilty of this in the past as the next person, but don't attack somebody for what they want to eat, for what they think is best for their body, um, spiritually and mentally as well, what sits right with them ethically. Um, that's their business, that's their choice, that's their decision. Let them do it. If they want help and you know what you're talking about, yes help them if they don't mind your own business and that's it guys um so i'm more than willing to come back to this topic i feel like we actually did like liam said earlier just scratch the surface um but any questions if you want to be on the show you want to send in some questions or you want to answer a question um, just message me i'm at health by matt on instagram or email me at mattwilkinsonuk at gmail.com thanks for listening See you next week.